You are listening to Bridget Masinga on the Station of the Year. It is indeed the Station of the Year. Jet Set Breakfast with myself, Bridget Masinga. We start off our conversation by catching up with Carol Jianji, uh, who is the founder and CEO of Ikaheng Iterileng AIDS Ministry. How are you doing this morning, uh, Carol? Good morning, morning, and good morning to the SHM. I'm doing well, and how are you doing? We are fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, Tell us a little bit about your organization, Ikaheng Itirileng Ministry. It's a non-profit organization. Yeah, um, most unfortunately, I am just the founder of Ikaheng Itirileng Age Ministry, but I have merged with another organization called best health solutions, but doing almost the same work that I used to do at Ikaheng Iterileng AIDS Ministry. And and the nature of that work? Okay, the nature of the work is that we provide quality services and products that lead to improved health outcomes and enhanced quality of life in the communities that we serve. Um, At the moment, I am actually based in an informal settlement called Ezimbozini Informal Settlement based next to Orlando Stadium mm. where we do the same work as the one that I was doing at Ikahin, looking into issues of children, especially children who stay in youth-headed households and young women and girls as well. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, it is uh, Carol joining me on the line. By the way, Carol uh, holds a, a diploma in community development um, as well as uh, a qualification from UNISA for HIV AIDS counseling. Um, Carol, in terms of the work that you do, you mentioned that, um, you know, you focused your beneficiaries are in youth uh, headed households. And of course, with a special focus on young people and in particular girl children. Um, what, what kind of support and development skills are you sort of um, offering within this space to to kids in that community through your two merged organization? Okay. Um, young girls, you know, across across the world, maybe let me say, especially in impoverished uh, communities go through a lot. And um, maybe I'll just give you an example where in that community we have so many girls who get impregnated by older men mm. and maybe we and men twice the age that they are. So what we do is to make sure that we keep them at school. And like Nelson Mandela said, that education is key, you know, mm. in empowering lives of impoverished people. So we make sure that they go to school and um, we make sure that they have skills that they would need. Mm. Um, and skills like... Um, um, the after-care school program that we run, you know, on daily basis. Mm. And we also have classes that we have, especially for young girls. So we do programs that actually impact on their on their status as well, mm. uh, because some of the girls would actually have been HIV-infected from birth. Mm. You know, it would be like that to say, I can also be productive even in my HIV AIDS status. You know, mm. I can also be productive in the community that I stay in. And one of the things that we normally do is to call other young girls who also come from these communities, like we would call Mrs. Universe, you know, mm. who's also a, a young girl who used to stay in Vance Street to say, 
you know, you can also rise, you know, regardless of the circumstances that you are facing at the moment. Mm. So we also have programs where we teach them about, you know, their sexual reproductive health, mm. you know, how then can we prevent them, you know, from reinfecting themselves with HIV. But beyond that, making sure that those who are non-reactive to HIV stay that way. Mm. Um, and that, But most importantly, that education making sure that we enhance the fact that education is there tomorrow. Mm-mm. A very important message indeed, um, but also a very costly message, right? Um, looking at just uh, South Africa and the state of education, if we're moving away from, say, government-subsidized uh, education um, and you're looking at uh, other models, it's costly to put children through school, um, and it's costly to also offer programs that support them whilst they're in their scholastic journey, whether it's aftercare, um, you know, whether it's ensuring. Because then you need, I would figure you then need a holistic program, right? If if, if kids are coming from um, child-headed households, it's not just about getting them to school, but it's about keeping them in school. And keeping them in school means that you need to consider every other factor that keeps them out of school. Um, and and those additional considerations are expensive. So how do you you go about sort of securing funding um, and just getting by as an NGO to ensure that you are able to offer the services that you need to offer? Thank you so much for the question. And I think you hit it right on. I'll, I'll just give you a typical example. This year, just this year, we had to take 22 kids back to school because the parents could not afford to. The parents could not afford paying their fees. Mm. Uh, the parents could not afford uniforms. Uh, and especially the fact that some of the parents actually are illiterate. You know, some of them coming from the Western Cape. But what we do as an organization is that we partner with like-minded uh, 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 sponsors. Uh, and most of the time, our sponsors would come from individuals, individuals who make sure that um, kids are able to go back to school. Mm. And again, on our program, with the, with the aftercare program that we do, one of the things that we realized, Nanaka, is that children would not come to the aftercare assistance program because they are hungry, you know. Mm. So they come back from school, they still have to go and pick up wood and still have to go and make fire and then have food. And, and that is quite a time-consuming. Mm. And what we do is that we make sure that by the time they get back from school, lunch is provided, which, of course, sometimes get minimal. Mm. And like you said, funding is hard. People are going through a very, very hard time. So we sponsor with churches, you know, people like the Rivers Foundation Church that actually assist us out with, with food so that we are able to cater for those kids. Um, companies like SA Harvest mm. would make it possible for us to get uh, a food, you know, vegetables and other things that are nutritious mm. so that we are able to feed those kids. But again, uh, assistance is little and we need more assistance to making sure that we keep them at school. And more assistance is, 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 is needed, mm. you know, in, in as far as making sure that they get books, you know, books that they can read. Mm. So we are almost all the time in need of assistance to make sure that we keep them at school. Um, and the other thing is uh, issues around the high cost of education mm. where kids would have to be taken to better schools. 
and 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 people coming from that informal settlement sometimes cannot afford that. Mm. But most amazingly is that the kids in that for informal settlement are the most amazing, talented, intelligent, and we need to root them out so that they also can be found and that they are able to, to be able to get to school. And we are very, very grateful to those individuals who make it possible for us to be able to start the program because the program is almost like um, one year old, mm. but we believe it or not, we have over 473 kids that we need to cater for. Wow. Space, yeah, space is another challenge. Mm. We actually have been trying to clean up the informal settlement and we realize that there are open spaces which were um, which were full of rubble mm. that now can be turned into spaces of learning where uh, containers can be set mm. and, and computers be put up so that we, we actually make them realize the, the, the fourth world, you know, mm. uh, that they're able as well to be liquid in as far as technology is concerned and which is a huge challenge that we are facing right now. But I know that with much more help, with much more assistance, we can be able to reach out to those kids mm. to make sure that uh, technology as well becomes a possibility in their lifetime. Uh, tell me this, uh, uh, Mum Carol, in terms of, you know, as you're talking just about the, the infrastructural needs of, of your organization within this community, I'm wondering uh, how much buy-in do you have from the, the, the surrounding community uh, within where you work in terms of just safeguarding? Because, you know, a lot of times, and uh, myself and other people we, we, that are maybe listening, we work with different organizations, uh, different donors, etc. And someone might go, okay, I, I might have the capacity, you know, to come and set up some kind of technology lab or some kind of library, but how safe would it be? Um, you know, how safeguarded would it be? And I, and I think if we can't even keep things within schools that are brick and mortar, uh, you know, safe. Um, and and I, I find sometimes that maybe when there's community buy-in and community understands the importance and the sanctitude of a particular structure, then the community takes it upon themselves to ensure that, you know, nothing happens. No para infiltrates. It's guarded. Um, how much buy-in do you have from the community in terms of the work that you guys do? So the... the, the the commitment and, and the, the help that they render has been totally amazing. I mean, we work from two Wendy homes, and since we started, we have never ever had not even a single breakthrough. The cleaning up that is taking place right now is actually done by the very same community members. Mm. And we also have the Community Policing Forum, the Orlando East Community Forum, that also helps us. So we have people that guard over that place as Fortunately, so we are the only organization that works in that informal settlement. Okay. But people have just been giving of their time and wanting to find out how best can they help. You know, as we cleaned up, you know, people are mm. asking, so what are you going to set up here? And said, so we are trying to make the lives of young women also mm. to be in, that they become empowered and enhanced 
And believe it or not, people have been saying, so if you have computers and anything, I have a certificate in security, mm-hmm. so I can be able to assist. Yes, you have these other people who come in and come to want and spoil the work that has been done. Mm-hmm. But we want to commit ourselves to say we have a community of people that are more than willing to assist so that we don't become lawless, you know, in mm. what has been afforded to us. We can look after it so that children's lives can actually be enhanced as well. So I can I can faithfully say, like both would say, that mm. the, the structures are in place. We are working with the South African police as well from the Orlando police station, mm. trying to clean up the place of all hooliganism that has been taking place there so Mm. that when help comes, it can come to people who will be able to appreciate it, Mm. but also to take care of it as well. And and we are more than willing to actually get any help, but also assure people who come over that we things will actually be taken care of. Mm. But again, and, and again, I think Kitabaya active citizenship. Mm. And I think we also would need to start doing that. You know, getting people to be actively involved, looking into the status of our country. But maybe if we do it one day at a time, one community at a time, mm. getting getting actively involved to change the status quo of our communities as well. Absolutely. Uh, Mom Carol, it's been such a pleasure uh, talking to you this morning. And hopefully, um, you know, some of our listeners um, who are in a position to help, um, you, you know, wh- whatever it might be, whether it be a tangible donation, if you are able to, um, you know, do a little bit of surplus grocery or maybe a little bit of shopping. Maybe you even got some, uh, you know, relatively new pre-loved clothes or even new clothes. If you're in a position to buy new clothes, affordable new clothes, mm. Um, and, and go drop them off. Someone once brought to my attention, I, I, I can't remember whom, that, um, you know, as lovely as it is to help, but sometimes getting just something new, um, especially when, when you are a child that really has no one looking out for you and you can't afford anything, it just brings a little bit of joy, um, you know, to, to know that someone loved you enough to walk into a pick and pay clothing, a Mr. Price or whatever, and bought you something. And you can have that feeling of tearing the tag off um, and and wearing it and it's new and it's yours. And uh, you know what I mean? Just that sense of pride and dignity. Um, So if you you are in a position to to help Mom Carol, uh, as we wrap it up, Mom Carol, the easiest form of contact details is then email that we can utilize. Yeah, it's an email that uh, people can utilize. It's carol at best-health.co.za or my own personal email, which is ovcare at gmail.com. Or alternatively, they can get hold of me in my own cell phone number, which is 072-521-7230. And you've also touched on some other important uh, uh, things that, 
children need me, mm. like your clothing and sanitary towels, your toiletries, so that girls cannot be smelling of smoke mm. or wood when they leave their community, but they can actually be smelling good because Mm, absolutely. Uh, Mom Carol, we will definitely be praying for you and hoping that uh, one of our good-natured listeners or maybe three or four can reach out to you and we'll definitely disseminate the relevant information um, so that you can get a hold of Mom Carol should you be in a position to help. Uh, we appreciate the time this morning. It is the Jet Set Breakfast on SAFM.